Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week, our wrestling-obsessed family gets a call from Dwayne The Rock Johnson, instructing them to journey into a magical world of fairies to stop a violent killer from exploiting a time loop. That sounds, that sounds incredibly interesting. I know. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. So last week we released a film called The Recalled Toys. Yes. About uh, the uh, the older style toys that have gone out of favor over mm-hmm. the years. And they're, um, I think they come back from an island yep. to, to not necessarily torment kids, no, but I think just, that kind of ends up happening Just to be played with again, yeah. Uh, so this film did really, really, really well, briefly. So... Um, as you know, for this particular film, we went through the archives and found all the toys that had either been uh, fallen out of favour or had been banned for being too dangerous or uh, for whatever reason, they're just not around anymore. We decided to bring them back, put them in the film and then sell them as toys. Yeah. Uh, so we did this. We released the film, sold a bunch of toys and then we closed shop. I uh, I made sure to make this film under a shell company so that's not traceable to us uh, because basically what happened is there's a reason why all these toys are banned. They're really <laughs> dangerous um, and they should not be in the hands of children, adults or anyone else that could potentially uh, touch them. Uh, so in order to their, you know, so to avoid them being recalled again and us being sued and all that, I just basically shut shop. Like this film doesn't exist anymore. I've pulled it from the internet. I've pulled it from every cinema. There's no place to return the toys to even if you wanted to um retailers are basically like we have no shipping address to send these toys back so that's it no one knows no one knows what to do with any of them so uh we've just we're learning we're (laughs) learning to avoid the legal suits that's That's the old smash and grab get get the cash um i i also kind of felt as though i saw very very briefly um that uh, a lot of these kids were be- uh, these toys were being banned at schools. Yep, of course. Uh, like it's in- really dangerous. Yeah, and there was like this really brief like flash in the pan. You know, fads. You ever yeah. remember at school, like in around year six, there was a yep. yo-yo fad for a oh, couple yeah, of yeah. months, and everyone had yep. yogos. And then like next month, everyone had pogs, and yep. like these these things sort of like go through the school like yeah, wildfire yeah. Yep. and are forgotten just as quickly. Yep. Um. Uh, this like yeah, every day, every day was a new <laughs> a new item. Um. And again, it lasted for about a week, and then yep. it was just gone. So I'm pretty sure the only place you can get these toys now is sort of like the primary school black market like kids are just trading them around huddled around like a tree or something in shadowy corners of unless the, they uh, be confiscated yard. yeah yeah because yeah, they will be confiscated they should not be handling them but no liability uh we've you know there's i mean we don't know what happened to that company it wasn't made under the movie film studios banner it was something else probably giznep <laughs> giznep uh <laughs> But anyway, on to this week in trailers. And speaking of Giznip, the first trailer we have for you today is Artemis Fowl, based on the short uh, or the series of books of the same name, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh and starring Ferdia Shaw, Lara McDonnell, and Nonso Alnonzi. Our world has never been in more danger. Human greed is what drove us underground all those years ago. To escape from your rapacious appetite. I warn you, boy. You are not prepared for the truth behind what you seek. 
probably should have also mentioned that this apparently stars Josh Gad and Judy Dench, and they're probably the two names I should have led with because <laughs> they're the ones you'd actually know. Uh, but uh, yeah, as I said, this is based on uh, a series of books that have been around for uh, a, a long I, I time. I read these probably in the late 90s yeah, by, by yeah. Owen Colfer. Yes. Um, I feel like it was probably about the same time that Harry Potter yeah, started as so. well. Yeah, and. Uh, this is also sort of goes into the world of magic, I believe. It's uh, fairies and, and yeah. Um, it's it is the the basic plot of the story is a, a young boy who is a genius who's named Artemis Fowl yep. decides to try and hustle a pot of gold out of fairies because he finds a loophole in their laws, um, right. and they're very reluctant to give away their gold. Yep, and so they try and. Um, use all of their magics to trick him, but he's more than prepared. So it's kind of like a uh, a heist film. Yes. It's a bit. It's a bit Ocean's Eleven. It's a bit um, which is cool. Um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So which like, is cool. yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um. It's always. It was very sort of sharp and witty. But I was thirteen at the time, <laughs> and had this very you know this yeah. this kid who was cool and could like um hack into yeah. uh you know the computers to find you know the the back end of the the yeah. fairy lore and yep. had yep. all this sort of money at his disposal to do whatever yeah. he wanted it was it was kind of very wish fulfilly um this I, this I, film I, looks so <laughs> unnecessarily computer generated yeah uh, it, in a way that disney or giznet <laughs> as the logo looks more like uh has just been doing with everything recently yeah i i feel like I th- based on what you just said there, how this was a thing that when you read you thought was insanely cool. I think the last shot of this trailer is this: the kid Artemis Fowl in a pair of sunglasses, just walking towards the camera, looking very smarmy and apparently cool. He just looks like a dork. He does. He does yeah. not look cool at all. It's the it's the worst shot in this trailer, and it's smothered in CGI. But I feel like the Disney kind of uh, rationale at the moment is throw enough CGI at it. Parts of it will look real, and those are the parts we'll focus on. So it's like something in it will look real. The rest of it, who gives a crap? Um, it's just so over the top. And I mean, speaking of, this is sort of where they're at at the moment. We also watched the uh, trailer for The Lion King along with, I don't know, 750 million other people. <laughs> uh, and unlike 750 million other people, I am not fawning over it because no. it looks similarly I, terrible. I cannot stand the fact that it's being called a live-action remake. I, did, <laughs> I mean, I get it. If you're going to do Beauty and the Beast and Pete's Dragon and Cinderella, these are yep. legitimately live-action remakes because you have some people that you've shot on film. This is com- completely it's animated. 100% it's animated. It's a computer-animated film. It's yep. just it's a re-animated. Re- it's not even a reimagined. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty much like a... We sort of looked at it and it's like a shot-for-shot kind of remake of some of the original shots from the actual animated classic the 90s animated classic um and it just it looks soulless and dead and like the only redeeming feature is the music that they pulled from the original version for this trailer which is why everyone loves it but uh disney stop doing this stop just just film film an actor on a stage with some sets and some props and like forget the cgi for a little while and just see what happens see what comes out yeah it's i mean it's even if you look at what Alice in Wonderland, oh, the the Nutcracker man. one that came out recently, it's yep. just so sick. It's horrid uh, with uh, with CG backgrounds, and that's yep. that, that at least has some people in it. <laughs> this has nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, anyway, go see Artemis Fowl whenever. Oh, just go read the books. Actually, yeah. go and do that because I'm pretty sure they're going to build a time be... machine. Go back to when you were 13 <laughs> and read the books because I assure you they were quite enjoyable. Exactly. When I was that age. Exactly. All right, on to the second trailer for this week's episode, which is. Fighting with My Family, written and directed by Stephen Merchant and starring Florence Pugh, Jack Loudon, Nick Frost, Lena Headey, and some other people. Yes! I'm 
touching that. Give me the remote. No! Give it it off! Zach, what the bloody hell do you think you're doing? You really want to choke her out in the lot of fingers? Yeah. Now pull it tight. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, now she's oh. in trouble. Oh, wait, I know you. You're from that weird family, aren't you? We're not weird. We don't like wrestling. How do you know if you've never been? I've never had rectal bleeding before, but I'm pretty sure I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> How about I shove her head up your ass and then we can find out? Hello? My name is Hutch Morgan. I'm calling from WWE. We'd like both of you to come try out for us. No! It's all fake anyway, isn't it? Oh, what? So Stephen Merchant is quite famously like the the writing partner of Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais, yes, and has done some. I, I mean, quite good things. I've mm. quite liked him in the um the the shows he's done. This seems a bit like left of center a for bit, him. Yeah, it, it focuses on um two uh a brother and sister who've yep. grown up all of their life wanting to be part of this World Wrestling Federation. Yep. Or worldwide entertainment. What was it called? WWE. It's now. WWE. I don't know what the E stands for anymore. Entertainment. I think. Sure. World Wrestling Entertainment. I couldn't tell you. Um. And so uh, it it follows their journey where they've been accepted into a training camp and then. Lo and behold, the the sister is the one who's uh, chosen to go on and yeah. leaves the brother behind, and it's her her story and her journey into um into this wrestling league. Not you know the quaint little small town British stuff yeah. that they normally do, uh, and it didn't actually seem overtly funny. It just seemed- no. But this is actually based on a true story. Apparently, so this film is based on a documentary. Uh, about the wrestler Page, or the WWE wrestler Page. I don't know who that is. I'm sure they're probably famous if they've got a single name as a name or a. How do you, they know Monominous. Monominous. So, yeah, it's sort of based in real world, the real world kind of uh, story, I guess, of this particular wrestler. So I guess that's probably why it's not excessively funny. Having said that, there are kind of some. Yeah. Fun gags in there. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in this film, um, and he sort of appears, uh, you know, as himself of or course. as a fictionalized version of himself. Uh, the brother and sister sort of go up to him and say, "Oh, do you have any advice for us?" And he's like, "Yeah, I have advice for you. Shut the hell up!" Yeah. And then he goes into like launches into this massive tirade about um, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and then, but there's a nice line later on which I actually really enjoyed, where he's like, "Don't try to be the next me. Be the first you." Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, that's that's sweet. That's, that's really th- nice." That, that, that line's so good it's going in the trailer (laughs) exactly that's the cuddly that's the cuddly way i like to see the rock anyway yeah um so yeah it looks i mean it's kind of fun nick frost is in it really kind of playing the uh kind of shabby uh dad who's really chavy chav Chav? you gotta gotta hit that hard you put a sound to it you make it make make much more upper class yeah (laughs) the chavy uh kind of dad who's also like you know super into wrestling it's a wrestling based family um and yeah i believe it's going to talk about how you know the sister was chosen the brother wasn't and i really hope that's not a main plot point yeah, to be honest it, it does feel very much like that's like the end of act one and we're about a minute into the trailer i'm yeah. like what do you what story do you have left yeah. for the rest of the film yep and i've then, been surprised before but yeah. this one does not feel like it's going to do a no, lot more than that I, I think if you're like really into page uh, you'll probably get a kick out of this because it's, I don't know, it could be fun. Uh, Vince Vaughn is also in this as yeah. sort of like a trainee or a trainer rather or a coach. Uh, kind of, I mean, it, it just reminds me of Dodgeball. I can't not see him in Dodgeball for some reason. That's the only character I can remember of his. Um, to be but, fair, as soon as I saw him, I was kind of turned off this because yeah. this film. I was like, really? 
It's just the the un- the underdog story part two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, go see that. I don't know whenever you want. Uh, all right, on to the final trailer for this week's episode, which is "Happy Death Day to You," directed by Christopher Landon and starring Jessica Roth, Roth, Israel Brassard, Siraj Sharma, and Sarah Yarkin. Dude, oh, I am tripping right now. I feel like I've totally lived through this day already. Deja vu? Yes. The day reset when you died, right? Yeah. I might be able to help with that. I died 11 times. I was stuck reliving the same day over and over again until someone wearing a baby mask murdered me on the night of my birthday. Turns out it was my roommate, Lori. I kicked her crazy ass out a window and killed her, which broke the loop. But now I'm living the better version of my life. Okay. No. Oh, hey, you're up. I folded your pants for you. No way. Dude, did you hear that? Oh, what? I don't believe this. It's Monday the 18th again. I didn't realize most of the. In fact, up until the point we opened up the Wikipedia page, yeah, that this is a sequel. Yeah. Um, I actually thought it said happy birthday 20 <laughs> instead of to you. I'm um, like, oh, is it like a, a weird sort of like Bio. 20th birthday thing? Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, based on, I mean, not based on it, the sequel to another film called a Happy, happy De- Death Day. Yeah. So the basic premise is that it's a slasher film sort of meets Groundhog Day, I believe is yep. how they describe it, where every time the protagonist gets murdered, uh, they go back to the start um, yeah. and, and have to relive it over and over again until she... Uh, figures out who the killer is and defeats her, which yeah. I imagine she did in the in the first film. I assume so. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, she's back at the beginning again, and it's it's uh, the Ye- same loop yeah. over and over again. And she has to constantly die and constantly learn thing each time. I actually really like the premise to this. this I think it's a really it's novel concept. Yeah, it, it's and this particular film as well. It doesn't go entirely down the slasher route either. It is kind of a mix as well of humor and uh, and horror. Yeah. Um, and yeah, conceptually. It looks wild. It kind of goes into a lot more detail with the time loop than I would have expected yeah. out of a film so like this. There's a, there's a point at the end where it becomes a little bit more meta than you'd expect, and that's what really sort of made me think, hey, this might be a sequel where you possibly see a time machine. There's possibly these doppelganger things yeah. happening. I'm like, this isn't something that you would normally see if it was no. like the first film with this concept, and yeah. then you realize it's a sequel. It's like, okay, they're actually sort of playing with the format a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, more than any other film that I think I've watched all year, has made me go, I actually want to watch the uh, the original. I'm actually going to yeah. probably go away after this and sit down and, <laughs> and see see what they um, they actually do with this idea, because I quite yeah. like it. Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. It's also got a really nice, that you know, the, the original slasher films are a little bit low budget. Yeah. They never really had any sort of big name actors to yep. them. It was all sort of like um, uh, shot in a very sort of economical way and this has yeah. a very similar sort of feel yeah. to it as well yeah. which I quite like which is nice nice to see a couple of like original ideas come out of a slasher film genre so uh, yeah go see that if you want at some point alright those are the three trailers for this week's episode but of course before we can do anything with those we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room Let's have a quick recap of this week's trailers. So we have an overly computer animated uh, kids adventure fantasy film based, based off a uh, book, book series. series. Yep. We have a um, underdog sports story based off a documentary 
um, of an obscure um, but incredibly popular sport. <laughs> obscure is not the right word there. And uh, and finally, we have a genre mashup slasher slash sci-fi. Sci-fi slash. I think I think it's just a slasher mashup. Yeah, slasher mashup. That's I like that's it. That, kind of, that rolls off quite well. Slasher mashup. Slasher mashup. Um, so I believe uh, it really sort of depends on how you measure these things. But I'm fairly sure I'm the like I chose the last yeah, uh, in last a couple trailer of, couple so. of episodes ago. Uh, um, so I believe it's my turn. And really, I can't go past slasher mashup. Uh, I think we're going to have to make something out of it Happy Death Day mash. to you. It was a slasher <laughs> mash. No slasher mash. That's all right. Um, I, I'm sick of kids' films. We did one last week, and uh, we had to do a lot of legal wrangling to get that across yeah. the line and get us some money. So I really. I don't want to go near that We've again. We've done a fair few underdog <laughs> sports films as well. We've got yep. Paddles of Destiny and um, there was an air hockey one at some point as yeah. well. Wasn't that Paddles of Destiny? What was the pinball one then? What did oh, we man, call we that? made a pinball one. Oh, on a very uh, quick aside, I have actually been watching professional foosballers on YouTube. <laughs> Those guys are crazy. Like, Legitimately, if you spend enough time yeah. becoming the best in the country at a certain thing, yep. you actually, like, it's, it's absolutely insane. Yep. Yep. But it's not about foosball this no. week. It's about about a slasher mashup. No, but okay, I I like that. I like what you just said about like if you spend enough time on something, you become the best at it. So what if we flip the slasher sort of genre on its head and say, what if we follow the life of a person who wants to be the best slasher? Ooh, I like I, I like uh, maybe possibly going. It's you know how the slasher films are always like you know there's uh, five main protagonists yep. and only one of them survive. Yep. Maybe we do that where there's a group of people and they're they're all slashers. <laughs> okay. And we follow them as they yeah, stalk yeah. and select yep. their groups of people to kill. Yep. And in like four out of the five of them, yep. the the group of plucky teenagers overcome the slasher. <laughs> but we're 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 rooting for the one slasher right, to yeah, actually yeah. finish off their group of teenagers. Well, you know what we could do? We could mash the uh, slasher uh, genre up with documentary. Ooh. So what if we we are following the lives of five would-be slashes? Yes. Uh, not in a kind of like reality TV show way where it's like an actual competition, but just like fly-on-the-wall kind of documentary where these five people are trying to live out their lives. But underneath it all, they're trying to be the best slasher they can be. But part of it is also like who leads the most mundane life? Who is like the most or the least likely to be held account or like held under suspicion of murder yeah if they are like happen to be seen on cctv uh it's this kind of stuff right and i, I like the idea who, that who like, has the best twist who has the best it, twist it's like yep. oh, it's like we're sitting there going we know it's the best friend yeah. it's been the best friend all along <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um or you know could it be the twins yeah, and yeah. They're, they're doing this whole you know we saw you at the same time at the same location yeah you're, you're each other's alibis but yep. it's really two people yep. acting as the one serial killer the radical plastic surgery oh as i like, in, like that i've altered my appearance so much that I'm now unrecognizable from my previous self. What? But what's the previous self? What was? What was? Who knows? What, exactly. Well, then that's a double twist. The previous self was one of the twins. <laughs> I don't know. It could be anything. Uh, I, yeah, I love this. And like, what? I oh mean, there's so many other sort of tropes. What's your most favorite uh, murder weapon? What's your justification for doing this as well? What's your justification? What's your backstory? Like, what is your tragic? Tale, what is your like uh, slight air of psychopathic like madness? Or, like, what is it that compels you to do this? So the issue becomes like, what tone do we set with this film? Though, because yeah. you could like mockumentaries tend to take themselves seriously, yep. and the humor becomes like in this is Spinal Tap. Yep. It because the they're taking themselves so seriously as a rock band, that's where the humor comes from. Yeah. Then, but like slashes have gone with this whole sort of like self awareness yep. to it as well, which I'm not sure you can really get out of a documentary. Yep. Do they know that it's a documentary is it supposed to be funny because it is a documentary yep. or 
or are we doing it more sort of like this is like somewhat serious making a murderer style thing but because it's also like behind the scenes of a slasher yeah yep. i don't know i don't know where you head with this i one. feel like uh okay we need to get i can i think we can get two levels of meta going here okay uh the first level of meta is perhaps these are uh, like people who are auditioning for their role in a slasher film and maybe the directors are saying, well, what what are you willing to do to get this role? Ooh. Like method acting style. Um, but then I think the second meta twist is like, at some point, the people making the documentary become the targets of one of these slashes as well. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. I like I like this whole... Yeah. So, like, so like the camera crew is following this one slasher, right? Because it's like their turn to be filmed for this segment. But then they're like constantly whipping around to see what's going on behind them oh. because they're hearing things. This because is perfect. One of the other slashes has just decided, "Fuck it, I'm going to take on yeah, exactly. the documentary crew." Uh, to to show myself as being the most committed to yeah. being cast. Like, I mean, obviously, it's to start off with one of the people has been murdered. Yeah, and then we we go, well, you know, to get in to get method, this person who is an aspiring slasher actor yep. was in a town where there is no known serial killer to try and get in there. Yeah. and then is it is it was it the serial killer who killed the camera <laughs> member? Was it the aspiring slasher, or is it real meta again, where one of the documentary crew members <laughs> is like trying to make it more interesting, and suddenly uh, you've got this whole sort of? I think it absolutely has to be the second level of meta there, but I think it needs to be a producer trying to make it. More more interesting yeah like okay just like a so the documentary crew is just like oblivious to this they just think they've they've been sent out to do this thing to record all these aspiring uh, slashes but the producer in the background you know is like, what the this twi- is not exciting enough you know what the twist could be is that everyone involved has done one of the murders <laughs> yeah but no one's done multiple murders that's right yeah, like yeah. the serial killer kills the first one because yep. they go to the town yeah and then the producer's like oh that's really good it'd be great if we could kill more people but no one else dies and like well i'm gonna have to take it into my own hand and then the uh the person who's the aspiring actor to play the slasher is like yeah i'm being showed up i want to and then someone's just like i just thought we were just killing people so they someone else gets murdered someone dies by accident and all yep. of a sudden like you've got this you know who done it it's like well everyone done it <laughs> Is that what it needs to come down to as well? Like right at the end, it's just like, well, you've only, all of us have only killed one, so therefore we can't be, we can't be a serial we can't killer. All be serial. We're killers. just murderers. We're just <laughs> <laughs> and that's just not good enough. Yeah. So should no, it no, just... no, no, no. Then it becomes a competition. Like, oh, yeah, like only, a battle royale. Only one end. person left to kill. Yeah. And to be crowned a serial killer, they yep. have to kill multiple times, yep. and so it becomes all of them so hunting down the. I feel like the last person. person they need to kill is the producer of the documentary, okay. and then. <laughs> <laughs> the way it should end is the producer gets killed but then as a result the film has to shut down because there is no one left to actually put this thing together so like by winning the competition you fail the competition because the film doesn't exist yeah after that. The, the, the you know the the yeah, producer who's also so maybe the writer and director yeah, it's like the head vampire right you kill the head vampire and they all disappear well, that's what's going to happen if you kill yeah the producer it's like the we, we won the competition we won the role to be a serial killer yeah. oh no we've killed the guy who's going to make the film <laughs> that's right and so now we don't have the uh have the, the film. film to be in that's it yeah and that should be the end yeah <laughs> but i think it needs to yeah it does need to be a uh and i feel like we, twist. We do it. I've got a twist. Okay. The serial killer in the town that they go to visit yep. was part of the original film production. <laughs> yeah. For, for the, yeah. that they would try to do so it the first is, time. This is a remake. No, no. It, no? it, it, it is the first one, but yep. it, it becomes this cyclical thing. Ah, where they've actually okay. tried this once before. Yep. And they, that's the serial killer went around and actually killed everyone who was involved okay. in the production. Yep. Okay, great. They try and they try and go, hey, this what's this project that we found? Yep. And then, oh, we've killed everyone. Yep. And then the last bit is... Yeah. 
guys going, oh, we found this really interesting script. Yep. And it's then bringing a new lot of people through. Oh, great. That's, yeah, okay. So then it just keeps looping around. Yeah. They keep trying to make this film and then killing, like, killing, killing each, each other. Killing each other. There's and only the, one left. The town that they go to to get the insight because there's been a lot of murders yep. is because originally <laughs> they tried to shoot the film there and there was yep. a lot of murders. Yep. Yep. And yep. it yep. just keeps going Perfect. round and round and round. So, like, yeah. So the final battle should be just, like, they get picked off one by one and then you sort of get one or two contenders coming up through the ranks who have equal amount of kills. Yeah. And then it comes down to sort of, like, the final round and... Yeah, that's it. They wipe out their own film. But then, yeah, by virtue of that, they then create the next one because they're just like, well, maybe we'll do this now. Maybe we'll shoot this film. So there's never a film, but always a sequel. Yeah, exactly. Should there be, like, should there be, should the script be like a MacGuffin of some kind? Maybe a, like, uh. I think so. Yeah, like a, like a, like a cursed relic or something. Yeah, I like, I'm bringing elements of the ring in there as well. Yeah. I like, yep. there's, there's definitely some found footage elements yep. of, of, uh, yeah, no, uh, Blair the, Witch in there as well. <laughs> The ring was too technologically advanced with VHS video. <laughs> I'm going back to just script. Yeah. Pages of script. script yeah. <laughs> Not even typewritten. I do it's like handwritten script. Uh, oh, like really? Script outline or something. Yeah. Have you seen, the- um, again, way off track there, the, the bonus features for Indiana Jones <laughs> where like yeah. the, the guy who wrote Indiana Jones legitimately just wrote it on yellow legal pad yeah, yeah, and just yeah. sat down with his pen and paper and yep. just wrote the whole thing out. I'm just like, yep. That's awesome. That's, that's, yeah. that, that, that's this thing. That's this, this is, thing. This is the cursed relic. And it's on that yellow legal notepad yep, yep. paper. Should um, the... I mean, maybe the pencil that wrote it was cursed and it sort of I don't think we curse. ever explained that. Don't explain Poss- it? Possibly okay. until the, the, the sequel. sequel yeah. But it's it's never an original, always a no, sequel. we don't do a sequel. We do a, like, in-universe sidequel, which oh, is like... Oh, right. You know how The Conjuring has this whole, like, universe now where, yeah. like, it's the doll and the, the nun, nun and, and the, all the other stuff... This will be ours. Okay, yeah, This sure. will be ours, and we, we do just branch this film. off. We do this film. It's a nice, in-contained, self-contained film. It's just called it's the, the Pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the name of our, this film no, now is no, the No, 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 no the, 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 the sidequel side side is the Pencil. Sidequel is called The Pencil. Um, we'll figure out the name for this film at some point. At some but, point. Uh, yeah, that's it. And then we'll just branch off into this whole other universe. Who knows what that pencil has written? No. Probably wrote children's stories. Exactly. And that's how the Lion King CGI was born. Um, great. Okay, so let's let's cast this. I don't think we need to. I no? think okay. just like in the the tradition of just classic no slashes, yeah, it's, it's everyone's first first film. Yeah, it's. Uh, I do. Okay, one caveat. I I agree with that. It should be everyone's first film. There does need to be like one or two may like super popular actors that you put at the bottom of the starring list so yes. that aspiring producers like myself miss them and don't realise they're in the film <laughs> a la Judy Dench yeah. whatever that film was I think it's you've got the whole hey yeah it's, it is a new batch of t- yeah, yeah, teenagers yeah. that we're getting killed yeah. but for some reason Jamie Lee Curtis is <laughs> like is the wizened lady who says this happened before and it'll happen again so we need one of those we people need, we need a Jamie Lee Curtis type because we, we can't cast her what about Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore I think you know, she, gets, she gets hacked and slashed at the start of the first screen film i think yep. she could possibly be yep. hey i'm just i oh, yeah. and she's playing drew barrymore as well yeah, yeah so, so she's she's hey i was getting i was getting out of this hollywood lifestyle i was yep. trying to yep. go away to this small country town and and she becomes embroiled in the in should the she be like somehow. the first victim or something maybe i think i mean i think she shows up about three victims in Okay. Like you see her in town, and then she shows up with a shotgun at some point. She's like, yep. "Hey, I thought you thought I was just going to be like a cameo in the trailer, but hey, now I'm, <laughs> I'm in this film." Does she, okay, so she gets killed at some. She point does get killed at some on. point. Yeah. All right. 
For some reason, when you suggested Drew Barrymore, I did not think of Scream initially. I just thought of E.T. I'm like, where can I connect that to? I'm like, no, I don't. We're not bringing aliens into this one. (laughs) Not until the the second side call. The the pencil in space. The pencil in (laughs) space. The pencil has like alien origins or something. It was like planted there at the time of the pyramids or something. And yeah, anyway. Uh, Okay. So, um, really, I think the last thing we have to do is give this a name. We do. uh, Which is always a problem. But anyway, we're dealing with a cursed script. We're dealing with a cyclical time loop kind of thing. Uh, We're dealing with multiple serial killers, Uh, a documentary. Documentary, uh, slasher. Slasher, yeah. Small town. um. Uh, I feel like, I think it needs to be like slash as in like the forward slash. Okay. Slash something. Um, Slash cut. Slash cut. Yeah. Kind of like the cut of a, um, like a, you know, film. As you cut to different things. I really like it. And it's yeah. just, it's just like, it's literally just the just forward, forward slash, slash cut. cut. Yeah. And then cuts like written in capital letters with that, um, you know, that, that font they use for writing scripts. I think it's Korean. It is Korea. Yeah. yeah. So it's just that. That's the poster. Forward slash, slash cut. Slash cut. See, I was thinking, like, I went on the a tangent of Control X, <laughs> but I don't think that works on a time. No, that, that'll be the that'll be the sequel to the pencil, where the pencil becomes a computer object. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll save that. Save these brilliant <laughs> ideas for later. But this is just called Slash Cut. Slash Cut. Yeah, I but like it. I, yeah, I do too. All right, I think I think that's a wrap. Oh, I think that that does it. Yeah. I feel as though there's there's so many confusing and great elements to that <laughs> to that film that like. <laughs> Also, I kind of feel as though there's going to be so much, like, just found footage stuff oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. our editors are going to have a nightmare putting something <laughs> coherent together. You know what they'll do? They'll do the same thing they did for Anch- the first Anchorman film. You know how they, like, released Anchorman, and then later on they released, like, the pseudo-sequel to Anchorman, which was just made from, like, the disused bits right. of the first... They shot so much footage for the first Anchorman film, they were able to make a completely different film just from that footage. And I've watched it, and it's like... It works as a whole film. <laughs> I don't know how, but it does. And so, they don't like repeat footage from the original and just sort of jam it in there to feel good. Ga- it's a completely different. You know film. what we, we could do mm. is get the guitarist from Guns N' Roses to do, do their own version of it, <laughs> okay. and we can call it the Slash Cut Slash Cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love- Oh dear! All right, great. I like I like that. So Slash is making his yeah. editorial debut, editorial. not even directorial. With, with the slash cut, slash cut. Okay. We'll release it simultaneously. All right, great. Uh, do we need to? Uh, do we need to cast a director for this? Do we need to like wedge in a director there? Who know? I don't know. Who would be good for this one? I don't know. Who's good at cutting? Who? Oh, Michael Bay. It has to be Michael, Michael Bay. He's just the the, the man I, who cuts every I, point five of a second. But he's gonna feel the. I think I really want it to be just like actually shot on actual sets with actual people That's in actual true, places. Yeah. All right, we'll so just we'll just. I mean, indie directors. We'll just go to the true. local uni or something and and throw this script at them and say, "What do you think? Would yeah, you, would you mind shooting this? And uh, if you can supply your own cameras as well, <laughs> that would be great." And, and actors, just yeah, round up just some of your friends. Whatever. I think Sam Raimi did that. Like Bruce Campbell was yeah, just yeah. A, a good friend from school, and they yep. just went into the woods for a weekend and shot <laughs> Evil Dead. So, um, it's I'm sure based on true events. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure we'll do exactly the same thing. There's there's bound to be a, a talented filmmaker or <laughs> at the the local you know Probably. video store. Sure. Why not? 
We'll go, we'll go to the last remaining blockbuster in Australia That's and right, just, just yeah. wait in the horror section until someone shows up to rent a VHS. <laughs> we'll pop and we'll out. say, it's you! You're our director. You're our low-budget indie film man. Come with us. Oh, woman, one of the two. <laughs> All right. I think that's a wrap. I think it is. Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and Mufuzawadada, Movie Film Studios Digital, digital distribution platform. You forgot the workshop, but I'll forgive Damn. you. Damn! This is when we had a digital workshop. Yeah. And then he made the digital distribution platform. Yeah. Anyway. Uh- from way back when. <laughs> way back when, uh, which is a list of every single film that we've created on this podcast. Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where we post clues as to the films we've watched in upcoming episodes. Uh, happy Death Day to you. That might be okay. That's actually, that's, that's doable in emojis. <laughs> Artemis Fowl. That's going to be the anagram one this week, guys. <laughs> fighting with a family. That should be... Fighting with my family. That should, be that, that should actually probably Google Translate quite well. So Beautiful. Yeah. My work's uh, work's done for me already. <laughs> uh, if you like listening to podcasts from different distribution platforms, hoping for minute differences between them, then perhaps you'd like to check out Movie Film Studios on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, our website, and pretty much any other place that you get podcasts. Yeah. Listen real carefully. There might be some slight differences in there. There's not. There's not. They're exactly Except the same. for this bit. <laughs> this bit you only get on iTunes. <laughs> uh, sorry for all the other ones who just heard a blank space just then. And I think that's it. All that remains is to thank you again for listening this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Roll credits.